Hey, 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 it's August 12, 2023, Saturday. I'm sitting here with one of my main men, Riley. Riley, how are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little nervous, though. Oh, yeah, it's okay. Now, remember, <laughs> come up a little just so we could hear it. But yeah, okay, yeah, Riley's my guy. I had since a freshman when he went to Baylor High School, a school, private school at Chattanooga. He is currently going into his junior year at Harvard playing football. He's like a son to me. He comes up, lives with me a lot. We have great times. We have bad times. We experience all types of times. So, Riley, how the hell are you, brother? You know, I'm doing better. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing better than I have been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, this summer's been, you know, probably one of the best summers I've ever had. Um, been a much better place than I was. Yeah. So, um, you know, going into next season, I'm, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. I'm going to try and uh, make the switch to wide receiver. I think that's probably for the best. So. Yeah. I mean, uh, the kid's a freak athlete. So, I mean, he's one of the uh, Harrison Smiths in here that I had since high school. So I got to ask you the same question. I ask everybody that comes on the platform is, when did you know that you were different? I mean, I don't know. I don't think there was like a, like a moment or a story in particular where I was like, oh. You're super fast. You jump high. I mean, you're yeah. built like a brick shit house. You, you got all the tools. So when did you know you were different? I mean, I guess just growing up, you know, I was always just a little bit faster. I could, you know, jump higher, do whatever, uh, like than, more than other kids. Uh, I guess that's the point where I was like, oh, maybe, I mean, you know, I played all types of sports. I mean, I played basically every single one growing up and um, I was pretty well. So I just, uh, you know, but I, I mean, I don't like to think that, you know, I'm necessarily different. Uh, I think it's good to keep a good mindset of like, you know, I'm not this crazy athlete. You kind of need to stay like right. within yourself and yeah. you know know your own boundaries and so. I mean, do you have boundaries? Because you're a pretty freaky athlete. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you, we've hit them yet. You know, yeah. of the stuff I put you on the turf or jumping over boxes and running, and I, I don't think we've seen them yet. I, I, I think mm. it's been untapped of what you're going to be able to do this year at Harvard for sure. Yeah, with your, uh, you know, your mind state. Yeah. So how did you select Harvard out of being a kid from Chattanooga? You know, I know you, you know, UTs and all the stuff growing up here. How did you get to Harvard? Yeah. So I had uh, a few different offers um, and, uh, you know, I never would have dreamed of going to Harvard. I mean, I'm not a genius or anything like that. And so uh, when I started talking to some of the Ivy League schools, uh, Harvard was the first one to offer me. And, you know, I was, uh, and I wouldn't say my parents, uh, they didn't really pressure me. And they're like, I mean, they let me handle the whole recruiting process. They were, uh, you know, very supportive of wherever I wanted to go. And so, uh, but I really liked the coach that recruited me. Um, sadly, he left. But Stop doing bare minimum. <laughs> yeah. Get, bare gets minimum. by. Gets by. Um, but, you know, I was, and I just thought it'd be a great opportunity, you know, um, even after football's over, I mean, hopefully it'll, you know, make good connections and help, you know, get a job or something in the future. So I thought it might, you know, set me up for further down the line. And, uh, but uh, it's gotten better. This past year was a little bit better. And I'm, you know, like I said, I'm excited about this next year. So, I mean, it's been, it's been definitely tough going up to Boston, being from Tennessee and, you know, being a lot different than most people up there. But, you know, just kind of try and stay true to myself and do my own thing and, you know, Make the most of it. Yeah. How do you like it up there? I don't. 
<laughs> it sucks. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's a very, very weird environment, as you can probably imagine. Like, there's, the way that I kind of describe it is there's three groups to go to Harvard. There's the insanely rich, uh, insanely smart, and then there's the athletes. And athletes usually are the only ones that are, like, normal and that come from, like, a normal background that can, like, you can hold a conversation with. The other people are just so kind of out of touch. But... Yeah, it's just a very weird environment. Um, pretty small school. Uh, and, you know, athletics are not a big thing up there. A lot of people look down on athletes because, you know, they see us as like, oh, I didn't get a perfect score on my ACT or this. Like, you just got in because you play sports. So I'm like, well, yeah, but, I mean, I'm still here, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so it's just, I mean, very interesting group of people for sure. So you got two more years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and do you? want to play professional football i would like to uh i mean there's a period where i didn't i mean i kind of lost i kind of got burned out a little bit so i was like and i and i just get my problem is i just get so nervous before games it's just like i'm just so shaky just uh so i was like man i don't know if i can just keep doing this like it just uh like i can't eat before games like stuff like that so but i've kind of you know i think switching to different position will definitely kind of like reignite that passion for football and uh you know i think i mean like i said i'm excited about this next season i think it'll be good um but yeah i'd love to play professional i mean but it's it's a lot more difficult coming out of the ivy league just because it's not as you're not playing big 10 sec schools like you're not getting as many looks as you can and at, at db there's zero looks so i mean switching to a different position would be my best you know that makes a lot of sense when you hit on the um the nervous because um, I feel that with Riley a lot. I feel like anxious around mm-hmm. you. You know, like you, you give that off. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where Where does that come from? What is that? I don't know. I think it's just like trying to be at the best. Maybe like I was always so scared. Like in my mind, instead of like uh, picturing myself like making a big play, it'd always be like me screwing up and letting my team down. So I'm always like thinking about, oh, this is what like I'm gonna screw this up or I'm gonna like do this or do that wrong. So it's and that's I kind of I mean I've talked to like a sports psychologist about it, um, and that did help. And I and I have gotten better about that the past couple of years. But especially in high school, like I was just a wreck before games. Like, I was just a head case. Still am a head case. But yeah, you know that. But yeah, but it's gotten better. I'd say. Oh yeah, it's gotten better. It's just the. <laughs> The energy, which energy is real. You know, we've debunked Mm -hmm. that. We've tested that. We've, you know, had people say it's not. And usually people go, I don't believe in energy. Give off the worst energy. Mm -hmm. I I find that a lot. So um, it's a real thing. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's what I'd want to work with you the rest of the summer, maybe the fall of understanding the energy and and embracing that and um, being disciplined with allowing the right energy to come through and what you allow. Does that make sense? Yeah, that, that does make sense. I think yeah. that'll help you be more relaxed, especially with the work you've put in in the wood gym this 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 year, you know, from the virtuals we did to come in, in here every day. Yes, to have a nervous state before a game is is a good thing to to feel the nerves, but mm-hmm. use the nerves as positive energy. You know what I'm saying? And and use the nerves yeah. as like sit in the present. I find um uh, even our last guest that was on Claire, it's um, most people don't sit in the present as much. They're always looking for the future or always looking backwards. And um, 
Claire's more of the future. And then you have people that are always in the past and they, nobody stays in that present. So they never give that time to themselves to really mm -hmm. embrace the present because they've already moved on. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because, I mean, I've tried to focus on that a lot more because, uh, you know, last couple of years I was in a rough relationship and I couldn't really focus on myself. I couldn't really think about myself because I was always giving to another person. And so mm -hmm. now that I'm not in that relationship anymore, like this summer... I would just be able to enjoy, like, the be in the moment, like, enjoy the simple things, like, you know, just, like, watching the sunset, like, on the dock with my family. Like, I can just sit there and be like, man, this is, like, soak it in and enjoy it. So, you know, I think, you know, I need to translate that to football because in in the games, like, I'd get, be so nervous. So what I'd do is, like, to counteract that, I'd be, like, looking forward to the party afterwards and just thinking about that instead of thinking about the game, like, if I can make it through the game, I can be at the party and I can, you know, not have to be worried about what's going on right now. So I try yeah, so I kind of like think about things in the future to kind of get my mind off what's happening now, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, almost not. Um, I know pressure is a privilege and we hear all those things, but not putting pressure on on something like that, not making it a big deal, but it's a big deal. Does that make sense? Mm hmm. Yes. Like yeah. the Mark Mark Mason book or Manson book of the subtle art of not giving an F, you know, is like right. you do, but you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like if you really stressed about how the outcome of the game would be, then you wouldn't be in your full present self mm -hmm. at the at that time, at that moment. You know, I find most people don't stay right in the moment. They're thinking about the worry of the next hour, you know, you should back it out to like right now because that worry is going to be there whether you're there or not. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know it's biblical too of like, you know, don't give the worries and, and turn it over. I think it's in Matthew, but it's still the the same thing of, of you did all the work, especially this year. You should have a incredible year. And then mm -hmm. it's kind of weird how you have to balance that. It's like, I'm going to have a really good year. I'm going to put myself on the map across the country, but then I'm not going to, think about it that much i'm not going to put my hone everything in on that i'm going to develop my social life i'm going to develop my my spiritual well-being i'm going to develop my eating habits my better rest and sleep and pick and choose people wisely to be in my circle for this next year i think that's that would all come and, and, and bring a nice i would say peace and calm to you and i think mm -hmm. that's what you need to take away from this summer of me being around you is Finding more peace, working on peace and calm and whatever that looks like, you know, maybe it's diving into oneself a little bit more, which I think you do a great job, but like really concentrating on that peace instead of that chaos, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I actually took a class at uh, Harvard called happiness and it was a philosophy class and they just went through a bunch of different philosophers and their ideas of how to achieve happiness. And I can't remember the, the guy's name exactly, but the thing that really stuck out to me and that I've kind of tried to uh, carry with me is that um, the thought of like don't worry about things you can't control and it's like they said something like 99% of the stuff you worry about is stuff that's out of your control and so if you cut that out of your life you're going to be a lot more just happier in general because you're not constantly worrying about what other people are doing what other people think about you because if you constantly worry about that then you're not going to truly be yourself and not going to be able to enjoy yourself. And oh, wow, that's that's nice. A, a class like that, that's cool because mm -hmm. control, you know, Griff and I talked about that earlier today is controls an illusion and then controlling, trying to control other people is mm -hmm. also where I think 
I get in a rut with of why doesn't this person want to raise up and be the best version of themselves, whether it's healthy, you know, spiritually, um, day day in, day out stuff. And I just never got, I, I can't understand, it, it, it mind boggles me, you know, because you're not that guy. I mean, you drive two hours a day from Chattanooga to come up and train, so you're not the average. So I don't understand why people don't want to take control of their lives and be the best version of themselves, mm-hmm. no matter what that is. And it, 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 it really tears me apart when I think about it. Yeah, I guess the, I think people just get content with themselves and think they're, you know, good. But, you know, no one's ever really perfect. You need to keep working on yourself. And you can't help somebody if they don't want to help themselves. Yeah. So uh, the control <clears throat> issue with you would be, what would you take away from this summer? You know, you went overseas. You had an internship at Nashville. We, uh, You had a spring season and you had a new coach and he graded you out you know basically average of getting by doing bare minimum but he had no clue that you did virtual training with me every day Mm -hmm. in the student weight room what would you worry about and not worry about or more better words of concentrate on to not concentrate on and not and give this over to god or not even worry about this what would those things be in going towards the fall that's a good question um I guess just what I've concentrated more, focused more on this summer moving forward is just keeping those good relationships close, like family and friends, and just like keeping the good people around you and cutting out the bad people is what I've tried to focus more on. Because if you have a good group of people around you, then there's, they're going to lift you up instead of just the opposite and tear you down. Um, so I've tried to concentrate on that more and just, like I said, to be in the moment, enjoy myself. Um, and just have a good time, but and then to focus less on, like I said, what other people are doing and what I can't control. And, uh, you know, if I get up there and, you know, wide receiver doesn't work or something like I mean, whatever happens, um, just to not worry about it. Because, I mean, you know, God has a plan and whatever happens is going to happen. Everything happens for a reason. So uh, either way, I think everything's going to be all right. It's all going to work itself out and it'll be fine either way. Do you have, did, you know, we just talked about Clara goals. Do you set goals for, for the fall? You know, if you're, you know, make the transition to wide receiver, did you go, okay, I want to this many touchdowns, this many yards, or look at the, you know, look at the receivers that were on the depth chart last year and played and look at their numbers and go, okay, I want to exceed all the, all the wide receivers numbers. Do, did you go through that yet to start? Uh, no, I haven't set like specific goals like that, but I like something I do want to do is be like, all Ivy, all American, something like that. Um, just to kind of have like a like benchmark of like where right. I am. Like right. to have that, like, yes, I, you know, was able to do that. So uh but nothing like specific, like this is how many yards, how many touchdowns, catches or anything like that. But just kinda like those bigger goals, something that I've And and socially you got some good friends up there? I do. I have yeah. a really good group of friends and they're probably the only reason why I stayed up there. Um and I live with them now, which has been a right. lot better this past year. I lived with them. Um, great group of guys. Uh, I mean, they've been in the wood gym and they puked their guts out. Oh yeah, I remember was, that big yeah. group. You had tons of yeah, them. it was yeah. fun. You I took don't... a truck full here. Yeah, I was like plyos and everything else. Oh, I made sure up gave him, Yeah, gave them the hardest one because I was like just rip them apart. But uh, yeah, so I got a good group up there. Um, Do you have a girlfriend? I don't. No, no girlfriend. This sore, kid's a guy. You know, this is gonna be on YouTube. <laughs> so he's a good looking guy. He's got lots to offer. 
We'll do it. One eight hundred number hotline to call. Yeah. Riley yeah, what, what's up. the Instagram handle? Yeah, what, what yeah is right. that uh, buns of steel? <laughs> Riley. Uh, yeah. So the the ladies. Um, no lady in your life right now. No lady in my life right now, and that's for the best. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've kind of just taken some time off to just enjoy myself and work on myself. Do you have a type? Mm, I think you know my type. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're we're going in dangerous waters right now. We are going. Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. This is a tequila, a tequila podcast yeah. for sure. So yeah, a type. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you've gone through a couple, I'm sure, and then you figure you learn. I mean, we know this. Griff and I and Ben talk about this. Everybody comes through your life for a reason. They have chapters in your life. Mm-hmm. You learn from it, so you learn of. Um, I guess really when you have breakups and you're not seeing that person anymore you learn of what you don't want right right yeah. more than what you do want no exactly and i you know as hard as that relationship was i mean as you know i mean i was just a wreck for i mean it was about a year and a half i was just you know not in a good place at all but i i mean even even so i don't regret it at all because it taught me a lot about myself it taught me a lot about moving forward to future relationships and what to look out for and um so i mean yeah, it was a very good learning experience. I think it, you know, helped me, you know, become a stronger person and, you know, rely more, rely more on my faith and other people around me because, you know, sometimes I have a hard time asking for help and <laughs> reaching out. So it's definitely helped me with that aspect. I think relationships expose weaknesses and strengths. And mm-hmm. I think instead of looking at the strengths, I think you need to look at your weaknesses more. And I think you need to address those and bring the weaknesses up of like what I could have done better. Um, oh, well. Setting boundaries, it, you know, like yeah. for yourself and uh, improving, you know, your, your self-esteem. And like we all said, if you're with a person that's not raising you up, why are you with them? You mm-hmm. know, if, and vice versa, you know, iron sharpens iron. It's biblical. It's like, you got to have a person that's on the same journey that you want to be, or it really, if it starts off hard, it usually finishes hard and stays hard. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean, that's what I had a problem with, was setting boundaries and sticking to them. Uh, I mean, I was pretty, in that relationship, I was, you know, pretty weak, and I, uh, you know... Do you feel like it affected your football career? No, it affected every aspect of my life. Yeah. Everything. I mean... For the better or worse? Worse. Right. So. I mean, grades dropped, football wasn't as focused on because I was always thinking about Weight her. dropped. Weight dropped. Uh, I wasn't getting any sleep. Friends um, dropped? Friends dropped. Because my everybody in my life did not like her. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's never a good sign, right? So, And then somehow we're still with these people. Yeah, and because, and I mean, whenever I got up there, I was miserable. Uh, you know, I was so like 16 hours away from home. Right. Uh, you know, I just wasn't, I didn't fit in. And so... You know, I found this person, I attached myself to this person, and I gave everything to this person. And so, you know, I was in love with her. And I, uh, you know, once you catch, get feelings like that, it's hard to get rid of them. So constantly being, uh, but since my family and friends did not like her, I was constantly caught in the middle of it. And so she would give me hell for them, you know, putting pressure on me. And then they would give me hell for, you know, it's, it was so. I, it was just a mess. So I was just constantly stuck in this battle between both sides and trying to make both sides happy, but it was impossible. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be able to go out with my friends. Like I wouldn't, you know, my 
you know, relationships with everybody dropped off. So did you find, you know, cause I've been around you a while and I've gone through this with you and, um, did you find that you lost yourself? Do you find that like you became dishonest, a liar, not telling the truth to friends and family and yeah. to be with this person? So you compromised your integrity to be with this person. And oh. then we still can't see that we've done that. And then we're still with that person. So then you're not living your true self, that God gave you your true self. You actually um, went backwards and became a worse version of yourself. So then you mm -hmm. live in that shame of, I don't like who I am. I don't like lying to my family, my friends. I don't like uh, sneaking to see see this person. I mean, you could go on and on of like the negative parts of that compared to a positive part. And then once you dismantle that relationship and actually like break it down like an engine, you're seeing that there weren't any positives in it. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, there weren't any positives in it. No, no. There I mean I mean the only positive was that I did love her and I did care for her. And you know, I saw somebody that I could help and that I could fix and I could be there for. Um but is that love? You know, like is is that love of like like you're helping, you're caring, you're fixing. Okay. Now love is reciprocal also. So mm -hmm. what is she doing on your side? Like make sure you get your rest. Hey, I brought you an extra banana today and let me stretch you before your 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 practice and get your head on right and hey i don't want to come over tonight because you got to have the playbook and stuff i want you yeah. to be the best version of yourself and i'm thinking about you yeah it was never like that it there was opposite <laughs> it was me making sure that you know she was getting her meals she was eating every day i, I called her every day before work to make sure she was up and ready for work i mean she uh got her job um you know did all this stuff. I was like, I'll help you with school. Um, you know, just stay with me because, you know, I can make sure that you're doing all right and I can keep an eye on you and kind of get you away from all that other stuff. And that didn't last long at all, maybe. And you're doing this yeah. at how old? Uh, 19. Yeah. 19. And going through school. Going through school, going through football, right. 6 a.m. workouts. So um, the last thing you're doing is concentrating on yourself. Right. Yeah, I didn't concentrate on myself at all. And, and when you're in it, you don't really <laughs> see it. Chest is getting tight. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in it you don't really see it because um i guess you know relationships aren't always 50 50 sometimes you give more sometimes you give less but it seems like i was always giving more and i wasn't receiving as much as i was giving and so you know when we were going through that it was like you know i, I did lose myself and i didn't have any confidence i didn't feel good about myself um but now looking back you know, I see that and I realize that that's not the person I want to be. That's not how I want to go moving forward uh, with other people in my life because it's it doesn't benefit anybody. Yeah, you actually like hurt people along the way because they watch you hurting, you know, yeah. your close, your family and your friends and whoever else. And, you know, then you become isolated. Mm -hmm. And that's what I saw with you with the last year and a half. And, and football wasn't a priority. School wasn't a priority because that took over. Your whole Everything. life, you yeah. became a different person. You, I did. Yeah, you lost yourself mm -hmm. for someone else that wasn't willing to lose themselves for you. Yeah, and it's that happens a lot, uh, especially nowadays. I think that's even more so. Um, you know, people really only care about themselves, and you know, that's no. It's way a to very go. selfish world right now. It is. It's extremely selfish. It's and so it's, bad. It's sad. I mean, everything you know that's going on right now is just. It's really 
People are their own gods. Nobody has God anymore in their life. You know, they don't start a relationship with three people. Yeah, you know, and I, it's always two people, and they forget God's the third one and the most important one. So they become their own gods. They create their own morals and values, and they don't hold themselves accountable to anything. And if anybody does, you're the bad guy, and they run away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's basically how a relationship works now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people just, they can't take criticism, so they always just come after you. And, uh, you know, I didn't really realize what gaslighting was, but that's a real thing where they just spin it on you and turn on you. Uh, and then make you feel bad about yourself when you're not doing anything wrong. Right. But kind of like what you're saying, you know, people, especially like at Harvard, like it's, it's crazy. Like being a Christian and having faith, something being important in my life, like people just look at that so much differently than they used to. Like if you're a Christian, you're a radical now. Like people don't understand like, oh, that's like, what, like, what are you doing? Like mm-hmm. you, I got, you know, all this stuff. So it's, I mean, being up at school has really made me at Harvard has made me people before I got up there they're like don't let them change you don't don't you know everybody up there so it's made me stronger stronger and rely more on my values and what I've grown up with and what I what I know to be good and to be right yeah so it's you know pushed me further to me being this is what's important this what I what's what I need to be doing in my life and I need to rely more on Christ and less about what's what else is happening and what else is, you know, so if, if you, you know, if you have a strong relationship with God, then, you know, I think everything will, will fall into place and it'll be fine. Yeah. And you had to go through a relationship like that to even lean on God more. I mean, nobody goes to God when everything's going great. You go through it in the darkest hour and that's why it's called peaks and valleys. And mm-hmm. when you're in those valleys, you better sit in them and learn because that's mm-hmm. where you learn. You never learn on a peak. Nobody no. ever learns on a win. Athletes never learn when they go four for four. Helton would tell me all the time, I'd learn more about my swing when I went over for, for four instead of four for four. Right. Every time. Yeah. So sure. that's the analogy to it. But I think you're in a great place now. I think you're you're getting there. Mm-hmm. I think you're getting there. And uh, I think the training this summer has been amazing. I think you're going to do great things at Harvard this year. And, um, you know, I love you, and the Wood Gym loves you, and you're like family to us, so yeah. uh, it's going to be exciting. And you and I have gone through hell and high water the last four or five years, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade it for the for nothing. You know, I remember sitting on the couch last summer, took this joker three hours to eat a pub sub from Publix, you know, just going through so much. Yeah. The pain, the hurts, and but uh, pain to pleasure. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all goes back to training. Is, is even my man Ben here, one of the producers on the podcast, is he's starting to squat more. Well, it hurts more, but man, it feels good when you're done with it and you mm-hmm. grew more. And so anything you stress grows and, and that's what life is. And um, stress is a part of life. And I know we all have different stressors out there. There's people that think certain things are very stressful to where we laugh at it and go, I got a stress plate. Look at my plate. You know, mm-hmm. like, look how much I have to handle through the day compared to other people. So I think you're doing great. I think you're doing really good. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm moving into a new chapter in my life. And um, are you 21? I am 21. Oh, that's right. It's the yeah. best age. Best age yeah. to be. You can it, buy cigarettes. Yeah, I can. It's crazy they changed that. No, yeah, that's bananas. Some Marlboro yeah. Reds. Yeah, I got some <laughs> cowboy killers over here. Cowboy killers. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I I appreciate it. I'm so glad you came on, and yeah. I think you're doing. I think you're you're right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're right there. And I know we probably got one more week and then you're off to Harvard and I got to get up and watch a game. Come to Boston. Yeah, I'd love that. Boston, pack the car. 
Yeah, the Harvard. The Harvard, the townies. There's right. townies. You got to watch for the townies. All right, brother. I love you and uh, love happy you Saturday. And what a hell of a week we had. And one more week. And let's go get it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. You're welcome. See you, buddy.